Coming up next, please stay tuned for It Is Written, presented by Pastor John Bradshaw. This is It Is Written. I'm John Bradshaw. Thanks for joining me today. We're all familiar with dieting. Some of us very familiar. And dieting is today a multi-billion dollar industry. And there are diets everywhere. The South Beach diet and the Atkins diet and the paleo diet. And many people try these diets with success and many don't. You're not surprised or wouldn't be surprised if you walked by a bookstore today and saw a brand new diet book right there being advertised in the window of your favorite bookstore. You wouldn't be surprised. But what if I was to tell you today that there is an original diet given us by God found in the Holy Bible. And I might suggest to you today that it is the most effective, healthy diet ever conceived. Well, I'm being joined today by Dr. John Westerdahl, a nutritionist with the Bragg Health Institute in Santa Barbara, California. Dr. Westerdahl, thanks for joining me today. Oh, great to be here with you today, John. Now, you're of the opinion that this book, the Bible, contains the original diet. Tell me something about that. Well, it does. I look at the Bible as the greatest book on preventive medicine ever written. And there's a lot of things in here about diet and nutrition and mentioning all different types of foods. Why should a a Christian believer be worried about his or her health other than you might avoid a heart attack? Not that that's a bad thing. Or live another year or two. Why is it important to a believer? Well, you know, the Bible tells us that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that we should take care of it and honor it and put things in it that promote good health as opposed to things that may destroy this temple, this living temple. It's a magnificent creation of God, and we need to treat it that way. Tell me about some of these health principles you find in the Bible, because the Bible is good for us, body, mind, and spirit, containing principles that, that minister to all of those things. Now, we can go back, I guess, all the way to the Old Testament. Yes, and find health principles given us by God. What are some of those? Well, some of those principles, of course, in spending time with God in prayer and meditation, that's a health principle. It's good it for your health, huh? It's good for your health. It helps us in control stress. It gives us peace of mind, and uh, that's really important. That's like nutrition for your brain and for your mind and for your spirit. Also, the Bible, when you go back to uh, the old times in the Bible, the Old Testament and so forth, there are principles that God tells us of ways we should eat from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden diet in Genesis 1.29. There was a, a certain diet in the Garden of Eden. Yes, there was. The Garden of Eden. What were they eating in Eden? Well, they were eating an all-plant-based diet. There's no killing in the Garden of Eden. It was all plant foods. It was a vegetarian diet. So what they eat? So they ate fruits and nuts. Later on, uh, they ate vegetables. God provided those foods to us because he knew that those were the best for our health. They sp- supplied all the nutrients that our body needs for good health and for wellness. And that's what science today is showing, that eating more plant foods, fruits and vegetables and whole grains, nuts, legumes, beans, seeds, these things actually have things in them that help prevent disease not only give us good nutrition, but also prevent disease. And in some cases can reverse disease if we follow this type of diet. There's that famous old quotation, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. Yes, that was Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine. And he uh, 
pointed that out, and that's very good counsel, uh, because if we follow that rule uh, and that guidance, that we would live longer, healthier lives. And something to think about, when you look at all the cultures of the world, before there was medicine, there was food. Food was the medicine. It was not only food to give you good nutrition, but it also was your medicine. The whole concept of, of food being medicine, the best medicine being food, is interesting, isn't it? What were some of these health laws God introduced back in Old Testament times? Well, one of the biggest ones that I, I note is that uh, is to not eat animal fat or eat the blood of animals. And when you think about that, uh, those are the disease components of those foods. God said eons ago, don't eat fat or blood. And yes. someone's going to say, well, that was Moses, and we don't do all that mosaic stuff now. But let me come to Acts chapter 15 and verse 20. And this is at the Jerusalem Council, where the New Testament church, the early church, was wrestling with certain ideas. What principles must we enforce upon Gentile believers? Acts 15 verse 20 but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. The New Testament book of Acts, very plainly, don't eat blood. And again, why? Why is that principle? Well, blood carries the impurities of the body. So any illness of that uh, cow or whatever the animal may be, we're eating that. You know, there's been concerns about mad cow disease in recent years. But what happens when we eat all this blood? And and when you eat meat, that's what gives it its color. You know, you have blood. That juicy hamburger has a lot of blood in it that you're eating. Mm -hmm. So the concept of not eating blood, not eating the animal fat, is very good advice, I think, from the Bible. But didn't Jesus eat meat? Yes, he did. The way Jesus ate meat then, did it differ substantively from the way people eat meat today? Well, he followed the principles taught of not eating the animal fat and the animal blood. He did eat fish, Mm -hmm. which uh, is different than some of those other animals. Somebody suggested to me that in Bible times, the way they drained the blood out of all of the meat, it wouldn't have tasted markedly different from the sole of one's shoe. That's right. Unless, of course, it had been seasoned otherwise. They would uh, actually cut it up, wash out all that blood, take all that fat out, and it would be just the, the description is it tastes like blah. There's no flavor, but they would season it and so forth. But they would remove all the blood and all the fat. You see those pictures of the piece of steak that has been cut with a knife, and it's beautifully pink on the inside. That's all the blood. Jesus wasn't eating that, was he? No, he wasn't. There's no way around that. He he certainly ate meat. Yes. Well, Jesus ate the Mediterranean diet. Now, the traditional Mediterranean diet, not the Mediterranean diet of today, which incorporates a lot of Western foods. But uh, that was largely a plant-based diet. Lots of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, and legumes with small amounts of fish and so forth. And another thing, too, he ate that diet without owning an automobile or riding the bus. A lot of exercise. A lot of exercise. Yeah. So if we perhaps incorporated that type of exercise regime into our diet today, that alone would make a big difference. Yeah. It's all part of having a balanced lifestyle and including nutrition is key, but exercise is very important too. The original diet, it's just plain good for you. And it comes to you right here from the Bible. How good for us is it? 
And in what ways can we learn to incorporate not only the principles of this diet, but the blessings of this diet into our lives? I'll be back with more from Dr. John Westerdahl in just a moment. The same killer diseases which are taking the lives of millions and millions of people every year are taking the lives of Christian believers, even though God has told us plainly and clearly how we can avoid those diseases. Now, you want to avoid them, so make sure you get today's free offer, Healthcare God's Way, which I co-wrote with Dr. John Westerdahl. Get Healthcare God's Way. Call 1-800-253-3000. Write to the address on your screen. Make sure you visit itiswritten.com. This is It Is Written. I'm John Bradshaw. Thank you for joining me today. I'm joined by nutritionist Dr. John Westerdahl from the Bragg Health Institute in Santa Barbara, California. We're talking today about the original diet, not the South Beach diet that came a little bit later on, not the paleo diet that was added kind of recently, but the original diet, the Bible diet. Now, Dr. Westerdahl, very interesting Bible verse I want to share with you and you right now. Exodus 15, verse 26, God said this, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and do that which is right in his sight, and give ear to his statutes and keep his commandments, I will put none of these diseases upon you that I have put upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. That's right. Follow my plan, you will not get the Egyptian diseases. What did those Egyptians Uh, suffer from? Those Egyptians had heart disease, they had cancer, they had arthritis, they had diabetes. When we look at the diseases of ancient Egypt, because they didn't follow God's diet or his diet plan, we look at diseases that are very similar to what we have in the United States today. The same diseases they had in ancient Egypt, the same diseases we have today. You know, it's getting back to going back to God's principles of healthful living. Mm. And if we follow those, we would not have those diseases. Now, there are some cancers that are going to get you anyway. It might be because of environmental factors. It might be hereditary. It might have genes that are predisposed. So we can't be too strident and say, everybody who eats like me will never get sick. Okay, yeah. What you would do, you would reduce your risks of those diseases. Enormously, and right? Enormously. Yeah. 70% of all hospital admissions, are the patients that are in the hospitals today, are there because of their diet and lifestyle. So if we followed more healthful living principles, uh, a lot of those people won't be there. By following this original diet that God has given us, we can substantially reduce those risks of those diseases. The point is, by simply making some small changes, mm-hmm. by incorporating God's principles into our lives, there yes. are many people who are flat out going to avoid doctor's visits, emergency room visits, and they're going to arrive 20 years later to their funeral. That's correct. And what's interesting to see is when you take people who are following the typical American diet, we call it the standard American diet, SAD, S-A-D. Mm. When you take people away from that and get them on a plant-based diet, they can actually reverse Uh, some of these diseases such as diabetes. And there have been studies by one of my friends and colleagues, Dr. Dean Ornish, for instance, who uh, did a study where he put people on an all-plant-based diet, a vegetarian diet, low-fat, and showed that you can actually reverse heart disease. Actually, the plaque buildup on the walls of the arteries can actually be reversed to some degree. Actually, 82% of the patients he put on this diet Uh, had reversal of heart disease. And this is important, we reiterate, because 
the Bible says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes. You got people who say, well, you gotta die of something as they eat another T-bone steak. And my response is, yeah, but you don't have to die of everything. Now, I spoke to a doctor friend of mine and he told me about some of the frustrations that he has working with people. Yeah. He said this in a very nice way. He said he had a patient there come in to see him and he said to the patient, you know, if you just drank more water, you'd be okay. If you just drank more water, that's a simple change. And yeah. the patient responded by saying, so I'm sharing this with you to challenge, to challenge people watching right now. The patient responded by saying, doctor, are you going to write me a prescription or am I going to have to go to another doctor who will write me a prescription? Yeah. So unfortunately, in many cases, some cases, the remedy is there and it's available, but there's a little unwillingness on the part of some of us to make even slight changes. Right. I've known people, uh, young men. I've, in fact, I remember one young man that told me he's taking blood pressure medications. He was just in his 30s, blood pressure medication and high cholesterol medication. And I told him, um, well, what if I work with you and I can help you get off those medications by following a healthy diet? And he said, well, I don't know if I want to make those big drastic changes in my lifestyle to do that. I'd rather eat the way I want to. And that's where we are today. We have to get into what we call lifestyle medicine. That's the medicine of the 21st century, where doctors are treating their patients with lifestyle instead of all these medications and medical procedures. I want to ask you about the article that I have here. It's from the Wall Street Journal. I'm not going to drill down too deep into the, into the article. Okay. Headline, the questionable link between saturated fat and heart disease. And I saw this just the other day from another perspective in a British newspaper, front page. Why we can now eat unhealthy food. Why is it that increasingly there's pushback against this and people are reading in reputable newspapers and reputable websites, it's okay to eat this bad stuff? Well, this is one of the frustrations most Americans have today because they read one day you should eat this way and the next day you should go another way. And sometimes it happens, in this case, for instance, a study has come out where they're saying, well, it looks like saturated fat and cholesterol is not all that bad for you. That is totally contradictory to the, the decades of research which uh, substantiates that eating a uh, diet high in saturated fat and cholesterol will increase your risk of heart disease. You know, people like to hear good news about bad habits. When these studies come out, they promote them in the news media, you see it on the time, top of Time magazine and so forth, but there are a lot of uh, very reputable scientists that are questioning the results of the study, the way it was done. I think the thing is we need to look at, as opposed to just one study, look at the hundreds, thousands of studies that have been done over the years, decades actually, that uh, are saying the opposite. And there might be a couple of other things that we could factor in here. One, common sense. Yes. Feed a guy junk food, feed his brother healthy food. After a couple of years, they're going to look different. After a few decades, they're going to look very, very different. We all know. Right. Eat better, exercise more, lose weight, do better. There's the common sense aspect. And then there's the Bible aspect. That's right. What did God say in the beginning? And in fact, I think what I'll do is I'll read this Bible verse. We alluded to it a moment ago. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 29, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, 
to you it shall be for meat or for food. That's right. That's how God described it. That's right? the original day of the man. Okay, yeah. Now, Dr. Westerdahl, there are eight biblical principles, eight biblical laws that kind of sum up God's optimal original dietary plan. In just a moment, those eight natural laws and the example of Daniel, who incorporated those laws into his life and saw enormous spiritual benefits as a result. We'll be back in just a moment. Every Word is a one-minute Bible-based daily devotional presented by Pastor John Bradshaw and designed especially for busy people like you. Look for Every Word on selected networks or watch it online every day on our website, itiswritten.com. A provincial government in the Pacific Island nation of Vanuatu is about to ban junk food. The reason is... Massive amounts of Vanuatuans are suffering from lifestyle diseases, including diabetes. While the United States has a diabetes rate of 9.3%, which is a disaster, Vanuatu has a rate of 24%, closely linked, one study says, with consumption of animal proteins and simple carbohydrates. They are sick of being sick, and so they're getting rid of a major cause. So, are there things in your diet that are harming you that you ought to just get rid of? And number two... Are there things in your life that are harming you spiritually, things that you could just let go? Jesus said in Matthew 18, verse 8, If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. It's better to stumble into heaven than to run into hell. I'm John Bradshaw for It Is Written. Let's live today by every word. Thanks for joining me today on It Is Written. My special guest today is a nutritionist, Dr. John Westerdahl. Dr. Westerdahl, a moment ago, I mentioned that there are eight natural health laws. Real simple points people can remember easy and incorporate into their lives. I'd like you to walk me through what those are. Okay. They are nutrition. They are exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, being moderate in all things and abstaining from harmful items, uh, air, rest, and Trust in divine power. Okay, let's walk through these. Okay. Fatten them up a little bit. Nutrition. Nutrition we talked about quite a bit today. Be careful about what you eat. Be careful about what you eat. You know, you are what you eat, and medical research is showing that you got to eat healthy foods, and, and we talked about the original diet that God has given us. Okay. Exercise. We don't get enough exercise. We're sitting around all the time. You know, we're sloths in many ways, just sitting in front and watching TV. Something I read that bothered me somewhat, the longer people sit down... Yes the more prone they are to die early. And clearly, it's not just sitting or standing, I wouldn't think, but if you're sitting down, you're not exercising. That's right. And at the workplace, get up and get get some walking. But getting out, getting what we call cardiovascular respiratory type of exercise, getting fresh air, get that heart heart beating, it's very important. It's one of the um, things for longevity. Water? Water. Now, that's water on the inside, getting fresh water, pure water, Drinking it because, you know, 70% of our bodies are water. We need water. So soda doesn't count for water? Soda does not count for water. You've got to drink that pure water. Coffee, there's water in it, but there's diuretics in it too, in the form of caffeine. So you're losing a lot of that water. Okay. So getting pure water. water. And then water on the outside is important too because what that does, it helps with our hygiene, cleanliness. There's what we call hydrotherapy, people getting into jacuzzis and getting water treatments that are healing, and they are natural remedies as well. Now, the T, uh, the first T in yes. these eight, the fourth point was? 
temperance. Okay, and that's so, an old term that's used. Uh, Christians of old time knew that all the time, the temperance movement, you know. Temperance, moderation in all things. Does that mean moderation in M&Ms and moderation in pork chops? Or does that mean moderation in the good stuff? In the good stuff. Temperance means staying away from the bad things. And even the good things, you need to be balanced and be temperate and not overdo. You know what yeah. we did? We missed one. We must oh, we must S for sunshine. Yeah. Now somebody like me, I mean, look, I'm the whitest guy that ever lived, and I can get I can get sunburnt in the dark. Yes. Sunshine. What's the deal there? There's temperance with that too. Sunshine is really good for you. In fact, there's a certain type of cholesterol under your skin that when the sun shines on it, it converts it into vitamin D. It's important to helping making certain hormones in the body. And you need some sun every day. It's very important. However, don't overdo it because it too much can lead to skin cancer and uh premature aging of skin. Okay, the A is for air. We all know we need air. Yes, and that's getting out and getting some fresh air. Some people are more fortunate to live in non-polluted cities where they can get really good fresh air. But uh, getting out, getting fresh air is really important because we need that oxygen. And air is the uh, invisible staff of life. Mm. R for rest. Rest. How much, how much sleep should a person be getting? Well, you know, there's debate on that. You know, I, I think most uh, experts would say try to get at least eight hours of sleep a day if possible. That's important. We need to take some time to get some rest. And it's not just sleeping. It's taking some time during the week to get away from the stresses of the daily life. And another biblical principle is having a Sabbath day. In fact, taking one day in seven is a restful thing spiritually is important for our spiritual nutrition, but it also helps us in having physical, mental, and spiritual rest at one time. The final T in this thing, yes. uh, T for trust in God. How does trust in God uh, benefit a person, body, mind, and spirit regarding in terms of the health? Well, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because there's some scientific evidence now to show that people who go to church regularly, that have a, a faith, that practice and live a faith, have lower risk of heart disease, they're able to have lower rates of blood pressure, better marital satisfaction, generally being able to control and handle the stresses of daily living as well. Now let's look at a biblical example of somebody who put these good biblical health principles into practice and was blessed spiritually as a result. The Israelites had just suffered a, a, a crushing blow. Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon had come up to Jerusalem and destroyed the place, sacked the temple, and taken many of the people prisoners, marched them across the desert right. to Babylon. It was terrible. Daniel was now a slave in Babylon. And the Bible says, The king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat, the king's food, and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years that at the end thereof, they might stand before the king. So the king said, dinner's on me. Daniel said, no way. Verse 8, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And as we come down a little further uh, in verse 12, Daniel requested, prove your servants, I beseech thee, 10 days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Firstly, what's pulse? Some people refer to it as like lentils might be a pulse. All right. So it's certainly uh, plant-based mm -hmm. and it's healthy stuff. How well did Daniel do as a result of this dietary plan? Well, they were in healthier and stronger than the king's men. 
In fact, if I were to look at this, I would find where the Bible says that when the, the king checked them out, he found them to be 10 times wiser. That's right. Isn't that remarkable? It is. 10 times wiser. Yeah. I don't know if there was an IQ test and they had 10 times <laughs> the IQ points or not, but still, the biblical terminology makes it dramatic. Daniel and his friends prospered. Yes. If they were just healthier, that would be one thing. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's no coincidence that the very next chapter, Daniel chapter 2, finds a spiritual crisis. King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream that he can't remember. None of the wise men can tell him what the dream was or what it means. But Daniel and his friends pray to God. God gives Daniel the interpretation of the dream. I think it's fair to say that if Daniel had not been preserving himself physically, God would not have been able to bless him so well spiritually. Would you agree? Right, I agree. Dr. Westerdale, God's health care plan is pretty simple. Yes, it is. No trips to the bookstore necessary unless you don't have one of these Bibles. It's pretty succinctly explained, and the science demonstrates that it's effective and it works. Yes, it does. What's your advice, in a nutshell, to somebody thinking, I need to make some changes? I would say go back to this book. Look at the original diet of man that was given to us by God, and it'll make some great changes in your life. The same killer diseases which are taking the lives of millions and millions of people every year are taking the lives of Christian believers, even though God has told us plainly and clearly how we can avoid those diseases. Now, you want to avoid them, so make sure you get today's free offer, Healthcare God's Way, which I co-wrote with Dr. John Westerdahl. Get Healthcare God's Way. Call 1-800-253-3000. Write to the address on your screen. Make sure you visit itiswritten.com. Thank you for remembering that It Is Written is a faith-based ministry. And it's your support that makes it possible for us to share God's good news with the entire world. Your tax-deductible gift can be sent to the address on your screen or through our website, itiswritten.com. Thank you for your continued prayerful support. Our toll-free number is 800-253-3000, 800-253-3000. Our web address is itiswritten.com. Today, we've looked at the original diet given to us by God and promised by God to be a blessing in our lives. Dr. John Westerdahl, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be with you today, John. It's been a pleasure to have you here. You've blessed immensely. Let's pray together sure. and ask God's blessing on all of us, particularly those of us who've decided that we're going to make some changes in our lives. Our Father in heaven, we thank you today for Jesus, the great physician. We thank you for the Bible, the best book on health ever written, and for that original diet that, when followed, has been demonstrated again and again, not only to make us healthier, but happier and contribute to us being holier, more like Jesus. Fill us with your spirit. Guide us in your way. I pray that we can live that more abundant life promised us by God. We thank you today for being with us, and we pray gratefully in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next time. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God.
You've been listening to It Is Written, presented by Pastor John Bradshaw. We hope you have been blessed and that your faith in God has been renewed. Join us again next week at the same time on this station for It Is Written with John Bradshaw. This program was produced by It Is Written, all rights reserved. It Is Written is a faith-based ministry. Thank you for your letters and continued support. For more information, please visit our website, itiswritten.com. Music